We continue with the daily sports feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. It's a pleasure to have you along. It is JMU UVA week. Let's talk some Who's football with John Freeman. He's the voice of the Who's. Hi, John. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm looking forward to this game. We've got great ticket sales. It's going to be one of the most attended games that we've had in Scott Stadium in uh, quite some time. So thank you to JMU for coming and and playing us, and and hopefully it ends up in a good result for the Who's. Nevertheless, it'll be a wonderful atmosphere. Well, I I think it's just great to have this game back on the schedule for both teams. And I know Tony Elliott, when he came in, um, he's getting some some teams from the Commonwealth to to play UVA, and I think that's a great thing. Richmond, and he's got William & Mary later on this year. But I know that's something that that was pretty important to him, wasn't it, to kind of keep these rivalries around the Commonwealth uh, active at least? Yes, and, it, and that's been important not just to our football program, but our basketball program, right. too. Um, and you hear that philosophy from both both Tonys, Tony Elliott and Tony Bennett. And uh, it's great to see JMU on the schedule. This is a game that has been over 40 years in the making. And everybody knows the history and JMU's famous win on that green after turf at Scott Stadium back in the 80s. And this thing's just been dormant for too long. And there's no reason these schools shouldn't be playing two fine programs, two programs with a lot of history. And we're, we're just having to cross Afton mountain to make it happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm excited for it. And as, as we can see with the ticket sales, the rest of the Commonwealth is excited too. Well, talk about last week and kind of getting back to football. Obviously we all know the tragedy that happened last, last fall, the last two games were canceled, but for this team to finally get back on the football field, and obviously a lot of emotions with the first home game coming up this week, but how how nice was it just to get back on the football field last week to play Tennessee? Yeah, it's another step uh, in the healing journey, and this healing journey will never end. Uh, it's a lifelong process for everyone associated with the program, but to get back out onto the football field and Uh, Just get back to doing what those players love to do, which is compete and play and represent the University of Virginia. Um, That was a gift. And the word that's going around the program um, so often in this offseason and now during this season is gratitude. And that's all I can think about when I I look at at those players take the field in Nashville is just gratitude that they're back out there. Um, Gratitude for the opportunity um, to broadcast their games. And then, you know, down on field level, they, they have gratitude for being able to be out on the grass and represent uh, the University of Virginia. So gratitude is, is a word uh, that we have, and um, it helps cover our you know, profound sadness that we continue to carry with us. And I think you'll see a lot of that uh, on Saturday, just mm-hmm. uh, an overwhelming amount of emotion, uh, but also a, a gratitude to be able to play in Scott Stadium in a competitive game, and, and we plan to enjoy the day. Absolutely. We're talking to John Freeman. He's the voice of the uh, UVA Hoos as they get set to take on James Madison coming up on Saturday. And, you know, just talk about on the field with, with what Coach Elliott has. And now year two for him, it's going to take a, a while to kind of get things going once again. But do you see – can you see a, a steady build? And do you feel like the culture is kind of where he wants it right now, now going into year two? Yeah, culturally, it's a huge difference from year one to year two. And, uh, you know, playing Tennessee, it's like – if you sign up for calculus class, they hand you the exam on day one. <laughs> like That's right. kind of what it was. Yeah. Uh, so you, you can't take too much from the Tennessee game. Tennessee is going to do what they did uh, to us, to a lot of their opponents. And that's a, that's a blue blood program and a national title contender. Um, so now we get back to you know the normal portion of the schedule. And, <laughs> uh, when we look at this Virginia program and the culture in year two and 
the progress that they've made. Uh, there's just a cohesion to the team now, and there's more buy-in. And uh, I've been to practice plenty of times, and I went obviously last year as well. And I'm just comparing the vibe uh, and uh, just the smoothness of how things operate. And it's very obvious the differences uh, in year two. I just get a feeling, and this has been said on record by the coaches, uh, that there's more buy-in this year and there's more cohesion and that eventually is going to make its way into the results on the field. You see a, a much more of a team. We're down to John Freeman again, the voice of the Who's, as they get set for James Madison on Saturday. And let's let's talk about this team. Obviously, it starts at quarterback, and there's a little bit of a, a question mark right now of who's going to play. Tony Musket won the job. Uh, the Monmouth transfer uh, was 9 for 17 before he got injured. Anthony Calandria is a, a young kid, a kind of a, a gunslinger out there. But uh, talk about these two guys and, and, and what, what JMU fans could see if, if they both do end up playing on Saturday. Yeah, so I, I, most likely only one will end up playing. So, <laughs> if, you know, Tony Musket can't go. He was injured in the third quarter of the Virginia-Tennessee game. And uh, we'll know more at, at Tony Elliott's press conference at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Um, if Tony Musket will play or not. And I don't know how close he'll keep it to the vest. Uh, we haven't had uh, an injured quarterback under the in a Tony Elliott area yet, so we'll see how much information he reveals. But uh, Tony Musket's a game manager. He uh, views himself as the point guard of the offense, a transfer from Monmouth. And you know, he's, he's highly capable. He's got an arm. He's mobile. Uh, but he's much more of a you know, steady force in the offense and a mature quarterback on the other end uh you've got anthony calandria who, who's got some like puppy energy <laughs> uh, <red laughs> freshman. he you know never sees a pass he doesn't like <laughs> um, he's a gunslinger he's really fun uh he's a, he's a good kid and he's fun he's fearless and you can just see when you go to practice he's got this like moxie and swagger to him i were going to the first practice where he you know, practiced in and this was over the spring since he enrolled early uh, and you look at the quarterbacks, and you know you're going down, and you know they all look like quarterbacks. And I got to him, I was like, "Who is that?" You know, he looks tiny, uh, and he is. He's five eleven, 180 pounds, and who knows how much rounding up there was there. But man, when he gets in, he can play. He really can. Um, and he's an exciting, true freshman. Obviously, we want Tony Musket, QB one, to be able to go. Um, but if we go to, to QB two and start a true freshman at Anthony Calandria. I think we're going to be in for a show for sure. Yeah, some some young kids sometimes better to be young and dumb. Just let it fly, see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see it's what not happens. one of those. Oh, we're bringing in a true freshman as a backup quarterback, right. fill in for an injured starter. Let's cut the playbook in half. Mm-hmm. I think it's all going to be open. Calandria. <laughs> uh, <in> <laughs> We're talking to John Freeman again. He's the voice of Virginia as the Dukes get set for the Who's coming up on Saturday. You know, John, talk a little bit about the the retooled offensive line. Obviously, there's some talented backs um, that that you guys have, and and again, we'll probably see two or three of them, at, and maybe more than that. But obviously, Paris Jones and Kobe Pace and, and Mike Hollins. But how about the retooled offensive line? What what have you seen early? What are the coaches saying about that that group up there? Yeah, you know, again, the Tennessee game is just such a poor yeah uh, way to evaluate things because you're going up against an enormous and talented defensive line against Tennessee, one that we won't see for the rest of the season, a, a quality of, of that level. Um, so it was a tough day for the offensive line. There's no if ands, or buts about it. I mean, less than 30 total yards at halftime, um, so many tackles for losses, but that's what Tennessee does. Um, so I think you're going to see an improved 
offensive line in, in game two. There were some issues with snapping the ball. There were a lot of low snaps that I'm sure will get polished up uh, with the center, Ty Furnish, who he didn't do any of that in camp. <laughs> you know, he looked really good in camp. So I think we'll see a, a bit uh, of a return to normalcy there with the snaps. And then uh, there's a player named Mikhail Boley, who's a, a tackle for Virginia that I think by the time this season wears on, people can start realizing that this is an NFL prospect. He's got an NFL body. He's got really quick feet. He was a very good high school soccer player. And now he's two years later, a, a starting left tackle for a power five program. So it's like, how does that work? Well, that just means he's got quick feet and he's athletic. Um, so it's better. Last year was, was a rough year um, with the offensive line. Some transfers have come in. Some guys have put on weight. Some guys have lost weight that were already here. Uh, everybody just seems to be in a much better position and we can just, you know, roll up and throw away that Tennessee game and, and move on. <laughs> yeah, no. And how about the receiver room? I know that's that's uh, some guys have kind of stepped up there. Uh, Malachi Fields is a guy that maybe can live up to some potential coming in. And uh, Malik Washington had four catches the other day. Um, how about how about that group? Do they feel pretty good about the the progress of their wide receivers? Yes, the wide receivers is probably the strength of the group. Maybe the running back room uh, as well. Uh, you try and evaluate the passing game in in game one against Tennessee. And it's hard to do yeah. because uh, Tony Muskie was under pressure the entire game and rarely had any time to throw down the field. And the few instances where he did get time, uh, you, you saw Malachi fields make plays. Malachi fields is a player who, when he was in high school, he's at Monticello high school, which is about three miles away from Scott stadium. He was a high school quarterback. He pretty much won the Virginia VHSL high school state track meet for Monticello by himself. <laughs> he, he, he like did the high jump and he won like the 500 meters or something like that. But then he also placed in the shot put. Oh, wow. So, who, who can do high jump 500 meters oh, and shot put? Wow. Malachi Fields can. He's just a freak athlete. And uh, he's six foot four. He's built like Inquan Bolden in his prime. He can bench press 21 reps on 225, which is like linebacker NFL combine numbers. Uh, he he is a specimen. Really good kid too. His dad's an electrician, so his head's in the right place. Just a humble young man, um, and one that that we really like here. Yeah, no question. We're talking to John Freeman, voice of the Cavaliers, as uh, they get set for James Madison coming up on Saturday. And you know, defensively, you guys—it's a veteran group on that side. A ton of juniors, seniors, fifth-year, sixth-year guys on that side of the football. A lot of guys with a lot of experience on that side. Yes, and, and uh, it's very unique uh, in the sense of we have so much experience that we didn't even know we were going to have uh, this year. So um, when the tragedy unfolded in November, Virginia canceled its final two games of the season uh, last year. And one of the results uh, of everything that happened was that the NCAA granted an extra year of eligibility to every single UVA player whose eligibility was going to run out. Um, so one of the best players on the defense is Cam Butler, a defensive end. He was not expected back until that extra year of eligibility. Aaron Falmui at defensive tackle. Falmui is so old, he is married and has a kid, and he's our <laughs> starting defensive tackle. Uh, so, yeah, we've got experience. We've got fathers on the defensive line. We've got six years. Uh, and that defensive line is really the strength of Virginia's defense. And hopefully we'll see Chico Bennett back. He had a freak injury as a defensive end who has been projected in some of the mock drafts that I see is, you know, a potential first round draft pick was leading the ACC in sacks for most of the year last year before the season was cut short. 
he was injured. How about this? Kneeling. So the <laughs> team played a scrimmage in the preseason, and Chico Bennett, who'd been healthy all season, uh, all preseason, kneeled to hear coach talk. And then when he stood up, his knee couldn't straighten out. Uh, and he hasn't played a snap of football since. So he warmed up against Tennessee. He's getting back to, to where he needs to be. I think we'll see him. That's what's uh, been told, uh, at least to the media, what the plan is. And, and it'd be a nice sight to see Chico Bennett back since he's one of the best players in the ACC. Yeah, no question. That defensive line, is they've got some game records up there, don't they? They have some what? Some game records, some guys that, yeah. that can change the oh, game. Man. We have our coaches show tonight on radio, and Jamir Carter is coming in. He's big 300-pound nose tackle. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a defensive line that when you stack it up, around anybody that we play i think they'll always be you know the strength uh of our team in any game that we go up against so they were creating some problems for tennessee there was a point in the tennessee game i think it was first quarter or early second quarter tennessee had the ball on its own 29 yard line with a fourth and one and and almost like a show of disrespect went for it on fourth and one on their own 29 <laughs> and they found out real fast just how good this defensive line is because they got stopped mm-hmm. um, and this is a defensive line that did cause a lot of problems for tennessee depth a little lower uh right. than tennessee in the long run um, but i think when you saw this defensive line go against a very good offensive line for tennessee for two quarters it was uh, pretty pretty even, if not uh, tilted towards the Virginia end. We're talking UVA football with the voice of Cavaliers, John Freeman. They get set for James Madison on Saturday. And how about how about the back end with the linebackers, the secondary? Um, uh, uh, talk about some of the guys there that, that, that stand out. Yeah, the secondary is a little compromised right now as Antonio Clary is recovering from an ankle injury. He did warm up against Tennessee, although he didn't play as he's been out for most of the preseason. Corners are brand new, uh, both transfers, so... That's a, a, a bit of a, a job that's up for grabs or, or at least needs to be solidified. Uh, the linebacking core is a bit of a rotation as well. Uh, so we saw Josh Ahern and James Jackson start. Uh, Stevie Bracey came in and led the team in tackles after Ahern went down. and uh, Ahern did come back in that game too. And then there's a player that I want everybody to look out for. His name is Cam Robinson. He went to Essex High School out uh, in Tappahannock. And he's a true freshman. Virginia kind of got in on him a little early because that's a high school. It's only 600 or so people, so it doesn't attract a lot of attention. Virginia got in early, got a commitment early, and then everybody came after Cam Robinson close to signing day. So Florida State was flying him down, and they were pushing hard, and every major program wanted him. And there were some nervy moments leading up to signing day. We didn't know if he was going to actually sign, and he did uh, the night of signing day. And He's a guy that saw some time against Tennessee and looked really good. He's the fastest linebacker. I think he clocks it uh, around 21 miles per hour, which is like running back speed. <laughs> yeah, that is. He's got to add a little weight, uh, which I'm sure will come as he develops his body here in a college conditioning program. But he's a player that, that could make a major impact as the season goes on. And I think if you're a JMU fan watching, you might be watching a, a future NFL guy. Yeah, watch number five on Saturday. Hopefully he doesn't make For too sure. many plays against the Dukes. Uh, coming up this weekend but again that that's out of the football is, is very experienced and you know we were just talking off the air that you know this could be a pretty low scoring game with two really good defenses some offenses trying to find their way early in the season which also could ultimately lead to which special teams unit is better you guys have your punter your kicker back so do you do you, do you feel good about about what the who's have with their specialist hey don't forget our 34 year old 
former Apache <laughs> helicopter pilot kickoff specialist. <laughs> Matt Ganyard? Uh, oh, we got the best punter in the league, Daniel Sparks. You know, he's first team all ACC. He was pinging punts. He uh, outkicked his coverage a little bit on a few against Tennessee. So we might uh, trade some yards for some hang time uh, against JMU. Kicking's been a, a bit of an adventure. Will Betridge was the number one kicker in his class coming in. Um, he struggled a little bit. He missed a 28-yarder against Tennessee. Uh, he did respond, though, uh, with a big kick in the second quarter against the Volunteers. So it uh, hasn't been complete smooth sailing from a, a field goal kicking standpoint. And then, yeah, the story that, that everybody loves is Virginia's kickoff specialist is Matt Ganyard, a 34-year-old. Uh, he's a father. He's married. He was a former Apache helicopter pilot. Here's the story. So he tried out for the team in the Al Grow era. Oh, wow. And didn't make it. And your eligibility clock starts when you begin college. Uh, so, like, students right now that are science majors that aren't playing any sports, their eligibility clock is ticking just like the student athletes. So he goes through four years of school, burns four years of eligibility, and then leaves school to join the military. And when you join the military, it puts a freeze on your eligibility. So he's in the military for 13 years, <laughs> gets out of the military, and then the freeze ends, and he's like, got to get, get his year. And he, he trained with an NFL kicker. He's been dreaming of this moment. He's a really good high school soccer player. Wow. And he can really smack the ball. Um, <laughs> and it's just such a, a fun story. <laughs> that's incredible that, that's awesome so there's all kinds of stories like that in college football but we'll get to see it firsthand coming up on saturday and, and as we mentioned there's going to be so many emotions in scott stadium on, on saturday um it's just it, it's going to be quite the scene um coming up on saturday morning yeah and, and this goes to jmu fans um uh, as well as virginia fans um we want everybody in there early so uh, it is our uva strong day and there's going to be ceremonies uh, that are honoring the lives of, of the players that we lost. And um, this is a, a, a really good way to show uh, respect for the families. Uh, and the families will be there. Um, their sons who you know, they love and we love and uh, will continue to love uh, will all be honored. Uh, and that, those ceremonies are going to start right around 11.30 or 11.45. Um, and uh, you know, for JMU fans listening, uh, we want you in the building, too. Uh, we're all in this together. No uh, doubt. We certainly felt when JMU fans and uh, the football program for JMU reached out to us during the tragedy, and, and we want that to continue. Um, so the more people we have in that stadium uh, to honor those young men, the better. I don't care what color they're wearing. I was going to say, I've seen a lot of JMU fans say, let's wear some, wear some uh, orange ribbons or something orange to, uh, to, to be, be, be solidified, be one unit the entire, mm -hmm. entire pregame and do all that. So I'm sure they will, no doubt about that. Well, John, I can't wait for this game. And then after, after that and all the emotions, we're, I think we're going to see a pretty good football game on Saturday as well. But we'll catch up then. I appreciate your time as always, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Anytime. Go Hoos.